This is episode 15 of the Honey Badger Diaries. I have a small bit of news myself, which is I now have an email address. The podcast has an email address. I always had an email address. Now the podcast has its own email address. It is the Honey Badger Diaries podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to email me tips. Maybe you want to be on. Maybe you know someone who wants to be on. Maybe there's something I should be looking at. Maybe I said something dumb. Maybe I said something smart. And you want to you wanna send me some appreciation. I already... Well, the podcast already had a Twitter handle as well, of course. In case anyone forgot about that. It's THB Diaries. At THB Diaries. It's just tweeting out the episodes and the videos. Nothing else. My guest for this episode is Sergey Kotliar. He's the CEO of Bitreveal. Bitreveal is, of course, a well-known gift card seller that accepts Bitcoin. And nowadays also a, a lightning startup, basically. Setting up lightning channels and these kinds of things. Sergey is in Stockholm, Sweden. Sweden, over the past couple of days, a little bit longer probably, has been... Uh, has been painted in the media, international media, as sort of the country where they take perhaps the most laid-back approach of all. You know, most things are still open, people are going about their days. And that's what I'll be discussing with Sergei. Sergei is actually not a big fan of this approach. He thinks uh, government and the people are being a bit too laid-back and sort of ignoring the risks but um there's no point for me summarizing the interview i'll just start the interview oh the internet connection in the first couple of minutes was pretty spotty uh so there was some disturbance on the line i cut some of it out i edited some of it out some of it is still in there uh, but in either case, after a couple of minutes, it gets better and uh, the rest of the interview was fine. So you'll hear my intro tune and then the interview will start. These are the Honey Badger Diaries, the Honey Badger Diaries. Sergey, welcome to the Honey Badger Diaries. Thank you. You made it. It must be a highlight in your life to finally be on the show. Uh, yeah, uh, it's been a dream. <laughs> Uh, uh, happy to be here. You are in uh, Sweden. You're in Stockholm, or no? Are you somewhere else in Sweden? Yeah. Stockholm. Um, yeah. Sweden has been making name uh, internationally, I think, for being a country or the country with the most relaxed approach, or at right. least a very relaxed approach. Is this? Would you agree with this? Yeah. I mean, uh, it's. Uh, um, it is uh, by by any measure. Uh, it is uh, the most uh, uh, relaxed, and they generally work more with strongly worded recommendations uh, and not uh, uh, criminalizing uh, things. But even even the recommendations uh, like are much more relaxed than in, in other countries. But what are the what are the rules right now? There are some extra rules, or no, or none at all. You'll laugh. <laughs> uh, but, uh, we're not supposed to have events with more than 50 people. 
um, and uh, uh, there is uh, since uh, two days ago uh, strict uh, ban on visiting uh, old folks' homes. Uh, mm. There was for the, for the kids, but then they said that they can have football tournaments for the kids. Now nobody knows what the situation is with the football tournaments for the kids. Yeah, it's a little bit unclear. Many things are a little bit unclear. Uh, but uh, the government line is uh, sort of uh, that uh, to stay home when you're and uh, to keep the distance uh, and they were a little bit resistant in, in the beginning to the whole work from home thing um, uh, but then they changed their mind and said yeah it's probably a good idea if people work from home um, but it's not but only if the workplace allows it uh, and it works it's like it's a little bit back and forth and not always super clear yeah okay so no uh, no events of more than 50 people and then you were mentioning that uh, people can't visit old homes, uh, old folks' homes yeah. anymore. And then there's yeah. some discussion about football tournaments. Is that what you said? Yeah, something like that. Uh, like, uh, if the kids should be doing sports and what kind of sports and so on. Uh, and the schools are open up until ninth grade. Right. And so that's, schools are closed and so on. Right. So that's the regulatory part of it. And then you mentioned yeah. there is also that vice part of it, basically. Well, I mean, uh, I think, uh, like, from what the, I don't know, the, the communication is that uh, to stay home if you're sick. If you have any types, types of symptoms of being sick, you should stay home. Uh, and they repeat that, uh, like, uh, in a, uh, there is this, like, daily press conferences, but only weekdays. Uh, um, there's a daily press conferences, and they're always, like, uh, it's a little bit weird because it's always like, yeah, a bunch of people died, uh, no real news. Uh, uh, remember to stay home if you're sick. So they're really like hammering down and, and taking the approach of like, uh, take three really simple things, like really, really fucking simple things, and then hammer it down. Uh, and um, uh, and yeah, and the, the reception has been, it's a little bit, I think it's it's strange in Sweden because part of society that are working in tech and so on, we're you know following the developments in other countries. We're following the discussions on uh, on, on the internet from from other countries. We uh, like when the Silicon Valley uh, companies said that they were going to mandate working from home, and then the next day, basically all the tech companies in Sweden said the same thing. Yeah, but uh, uh, and at that time uh, the official line was that uh, it was uh, uh, it was not good from an equality standpoint that some people could work from home while others couldn't. Uh, that was uh, the message. Um, but then it changed, and they said no, it's probably better if you can work from home to stay just stay home. Yeah, but it's been a little bit uh, like that, and then there's like uh, there's a political rift in the country that is different from previous rifts i guess in the sense that there is uh, there there is i mean the majority of sweden is supporting the government more than ever uh, and we, we need to be uh, 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 I, i'm not in that group but uh, but but it is the majority view like the 
the prime minister is more popular than ever. Uh, he was never very popular, but he's, <laughs> he's the popular as it's ever been. Um, and uh, and uh, Sweden is generally a country with high level of trust, uh, both in uh, trust in the government and the institutions and vice versa. And so a lot of people, they, you know, just assume that what they're hearing from the government is the best uh, that there could be. And there is no, this is no time to be questioning uh, anything. Uh, and if uh, our government said this, but all the other countries in the world said something else, then uh, our government knows something that nobody else knows. And, and, and nobody asks what that is. Yeah. So if, uh, there's like, you know, we're different, you know. How are we different from Norway? Uh, you know, uh, we have this tradition. Of this. I, I don't know. Uh, there, there is some type of, uh, uh, yeah, it's hard to say. Uh, and there is also uh, uh, like a lot of people going, it's become like a funny mantra of like trust experts, right? Uh, and like, you shouldn't be a hobby epidemiologist. Yeah, which is fair, but nobody uh, that I know is a hobby epidemiologist. Everybody's just, you know, hey, there's epidemiologists from other countries. And also a good section of the ones in Sweden that think that uh, what we're doing is very risky and, and putting um, many people's lives in danger. Um, and uh, so there, then there is a discussion uh, among that. And, and, the, and the, the rift is not along any usual political lines, uh, mostly. Yeah, there is a bit of like, I think in the beginning, some of the people that were uh, screaming about this whole uh, situation were uh, were uh, like domestically were like thought leaders a little bit more to the conservative side, uh, and so uh, for a while there was like uh, there was a thing that they're like, are you the corona right, <laughs> uh, the fear mongers uh, of the corona right? Uh, they're screaming about this. It has changed a little bit, uh, and right now it's, it's not like I wouldn't say that it's along the usual lines that people are split. It's more like some people are that are like blindly assuming that the government uh, and authorities cannot uh, cannot be wrong by definition, uh, and some other people that are like, uh, you know what, I w I want to know, <laughs> uh, I want to know what the the reasoning, what the thinking, and there there hasn't yeah. been that much transparency. Which traditionally, like Sweden, is is a very high transparency society. You know, you can you can type in anybody's name and get their address and uh, uh, how much they made last year and uh, what car they own and like all of that info is like relatively public in Sweden. And it's a very transparent society. And if they've been uh, convicted of crimes and uh, everything like that. Uh, but in this case, uh, there was like a bunch of scientists, for example, wrote a, uh, what do you call it, a petition. Uh, for like uh, demanding that the government releases uh, uh, like the basis for their models and estimates that they've been using, and there was like nothing came out of that. For example, well, not nothing, but they they said that they're gonna assign a new committee with some externals, but who is in that committee? Nobody knows. Uh, what's being discussed? Nobody knows. And and uh, and so there's this li a little bit strange situation. Uh, going on and it's also I think been like in the beginning there was a lot of downplaying uh, of the danger uh, and I think that it didn't like if we start from like from the top like the like at first it was the question of 
is it safe? This was like in January. Is it safe for Swedish people to go to Thailand over the winter? There was a small debate around that. Um, and then when this, just when it started uh, exploding in northern Italy, there was um, a spring break uh, in Sweden uh, in the middle of second part of February. And a lot of Swedes like to go skiing. And they go to, to the Alps and some of them went to the Italian Alps. Uh, and there was a big question as well. Is it safe for Swedes to, to go to the Alps? And then there was a clear message from the government uh, uh, epidemiologist that yes, it is absolutely safe. There is absolutely no risk uh, of uh, any Swedish citizen getting the, uh, the disease. Uh, and then when they started coming back from uh, from the spring break, uh, it became evident that uh, many of them uh, were infected. Uh, and then it started, you know, this whole, should we be quarantining them? That didn't happen. Uh, and then, uh, you know, it was always like a little bit one step uh, behind um, the events. Uh, at first, there was uh, uh, no quarantining. If they have symptoms, we will test them. Uh, and then we're going to trace uh, their contacts. And, uh, they assumed that it would only spread among the families, but then it didn't only spread among the families. Uh, and then at some point there was society, like broad society spread. And then uh, they kind of like, okay, then let's give up on the contact tracing and, uh, and just work with mitigation, basically. Um, so it's been like a little bit, some stuff like that. There was also this, uh, like, uh, the story about herd immunity that first was like a rumor that circulated uh, on Facebook uh, because pe many people were afraid of like posting it uh, on their walls for some reason. Uh, that it was actually like an, uh, an article written by the ex-government epidemiologist that, uh, you know, hey, the Swedish strategy is simply to get everybody infected and try to, uh, well, not to get everybody infected, but like to make sure that people get infected in an orderly manner, that there is no way of preventing it uh, and uh, to protect the, uh, protect the elderly uh, from the infection and, and, and flatten the curve, basically. But there was no sort of, let's try to, you know, try to do what South Korea did or stuff like that, which is what some people uh, uh, have been calling for and to some extent still are, but uh, yeah. These are the Honey Badger Diaries, the Honey Badger Diaries. Hey there, I hope you are enjoying the interview so far. I'm interrupting it real quick with a message from the show's sponsors. Nah, the show doesn't have any sponsors. Let's get back to the interview. These are the Honey Badger Diaries, the Honey Badger Diaries. Yeah, it's, it sounds pretty similar to the Netherlands, I would say. All in all, we also have this culture where people pride themselves on being sober and somehow we're more sober than people in other parts of the world and uh, our experts are better and, and you're supposed to just listen to them. And, and also our prime minister is more popular than ever, it seems. But yeah, but one how's it the... been? Uh, can I ask you how's things been uh, over there in the past week or so? Like I've been seeing some scary numbers from... Uh... It, it... It seems like we're now getting to the point where people start to care a bit more and they, or at least it looks that like that in the past, you know, 10 days or something where they were getting, uh, there was 
some information is coming from hospitals that they were concerned that they weren't that they were going to buckle under the load and there were there was some more criticism on the experts and uh, and one of the things that I thought was very interesting was that people which I liked actually was that people were uh, taking more measures than uh, required by law so to say yeah. so people were staying at home more than the law told them they had to and they were doing more social distancing and I, I haven't seen many masks yet or anything like that some it's 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 sort of starting to come but not a lot but i was definitely getting the impression that i was that awareness was raising and people started to care a bit more and started to question a little bit more what was actually going on but just yeah, now, it's I, I, I wanted to uh i've been seeing like all sorts of drone pictures of totally empty streets and these kinds of things in the netherlands but also in other countries of course and i was curious to uh i i haven't been out of my own street for like three weeks and today i thought you know i'll take a stroll through town and see all these empty streets but it was just full of people it was it was busy out so i don't know what's going on anymore exactly what people maybe were already past the point that people cared and now they don't care anymore or it was just uh i mean it was nice weather today so maybe it was more busy than usual or so it's hard it's to. Uh, it's, uh, it's busy. People go to the parks. Uh, people go to restaurants, especially like uh, uh, the weird thing is restaurants are open. They have some like requirements uh, for for distancing, but they are open. Uh, it's like the restaurants that were super fucking popular, like the ones where you have to you know wait three months uh, for a, for a reservation. Like, they are still full. <laughs> They're packed. Yeah, but all of this, uh, you know, uh, probably don't don't need to wait three months. Uh, whereas uh, the less popular uh, restaurants, they're all really really struggling and, uh, and empty. But but yeah, it's a little bit like that kind of stuff is a little bit weird seeing when you walk around town. Um, so what is in what's the situation in Sweden for in like in hospitals and is that's that's also growing I think right now. Yeah, so they were. There was a warning a couple of days ago that uh, this weekend, so Stockholm is overrepresented. So half of all the Swedish cases are in Stockholm. Uh, and then there's a couple of other counties with uh, many cases, but the rest of Sweden is relatively uh, less uh, impacted so far. Um, uh, what was I saying? Uh, 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 hospitals. Yes, yeah, so there was a warning. And they're building, you know, they did, have an exhibition hall that is huge that they're now rebuilding into a hospital similar to how they're doing in other countries and they've I think done hard for me to assess but they they, they seem to be working hard at the growing capacity and it hasn't been overrun yet but there was a warning that it might happen this weekend or early next week and so now people are a little bit starting to be scared of this thing and there is a uh, yeah, um, th there's also this. There was this uh, weird uh, situation with uh, uh, the doctors went on a protest because uh, there's been a shortage of uh, of materials like protective uh, equipment, and uh, uh, and then uh, uh, the the health authorities changed the recommendations, uh, right, uh, for which uh, equipment they should be using and which cases, and it kind of just coincided with 
that they should be using a little bit less of the equipment that there was in a shortage. And, uh, and the, there was like a big protest uh, among uh, the doctors and they were like on the news uh, saying that, you know, we refuse, uh, refuse to work. And, and, and that's like probably like first time that like, somebody actually like goes against uh, the government in such a clear, uh, clear way. And, and the doctors are, because, you know, you're not supposed to question, uh, question the experts, right? And the doctors are not questioning the experts but they're also saying that they're refusing to work uh, following the recommendations and they can't say why right because they can't really say that we, we don't trust it with our lives <laughs> but that's between the lines that is what they're saying uh, and, and and that's uh, like yeah uh, currently we're like where where we are i think a little bit like yeah we we had something like that with testing where in one hospital they decided to more do more tests than the official guidelines would allow and that became sort of a national discussion on testing and to what extent these rules should be broken or whether the rules were good like that was one of the first time that the official guidelines were questioned i think like yeah. on, a, on a big scale How, how's the testing situation in sweden is it sh short on tests like everywhere or yeah, yeah they, they don't have enough to test uh, the healthcare workers um, and so uh, a lot of them are staying home uh, because of precaution and um, and this is like the latest thing is that there's been a lot of uh, a lot of cases in old folks homes uh, and uh, even though there wasn't a formal ban there was a strong recommendation for for many weeks that you're not supposed to visit them and supposedly it's been enforced uh, but still uh, currently a third uh, of all old folks homes in sweden have corona now um, or some cases of it but uh, so now the question is like how did it get there <laughs> you know if uh, if the staff stayed home and they were sick and they did all the things and yet got there uh, and so now i think in the past just like end of this week, uh, the tone has changed uh, in in the news. Like uh, for the first time, the journalists have started asking critical questions uh, of uh, of the government and of the experts, and sort of like how could this happen? You know, like this was uh, the one thing that like everybody agreed that we, let's make sure that uh, uh, the elderly don't get infected, and they did. Um, and and so now I think there's been like now there's they're like acknowledging a little bit that yeah maybe there is some like asymptomatic uh, spread or pre-symptomatic or um, and that maybe it makes sense to uh, even uh, maybe it, it makes sense to use more protective gear and maybe even for people to wear wear masks it's still a little bit uh, but I think it'll get there if uh, if the Americans said to do it and I think Sweden's gonna follow um, right but not yet. There's no masks. No, not yet. And especially they, they said in the past, they said that it might actually be dangerous to wear masks. Uh, so uh, it's, it's a pretty big thing for them to back away from. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't know, like from my perspective, it's strange that they're not using, following the precautionary principle, you know, and simple principles. If you wear a mask and you're wrong and it's useless, wasted some effort but if it didn't help then <laughs> yeah especially uh, no. for these kinds of things like i i i see an argument when there's big economic co consequences but for things like a mask 
Yeah, exactly. There's really no harm in just wearing one until you're sure it doesn't work. Yeah. What is the economic situation uh, like in, in Sweden? Same, is, it, is it being hit same. hard or? Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, everybody working in hospitality, tourism, events, uh, shutting down. Uh, everybody's getting fired and there's government programs and stuff, but, uh, you know, probably not enough and it's mostly loan based and many entrepreneurs are saying like i, I don't want to take loans if uh, i don't know if you know will will my business exist in a year i don't know uh, i don't want to be in debt and so yeah a lot of people have been fired uh, already and there's we're still i think i think a little bit everywhere waiting for like the secondary wave of the supporting industries of the industries uh, that are being impacted yeah, that are probably gonna gonna start. So, like, I don't know if the economy in Sweden is. It would be interesting uh, to to see somebody do uh, research on, like, if the economy is actually doing better than the economy in other countries that had more strict measures. I, I don't know. I have a hard time seeing it. Maybe a little bit, but uh, uh, it's still, you know, for for these businesses, it. I don't know if it matters much if they have ten percent of the revenue or uh, or thirty or or zero. Like they don't have that kind of margins, so it's difficult for them. Yeah, and and it's probably too soon to say, anyways. Like we'll get because some some of the countries with the stricter measures are now getting back to work, while in Europe we might be in a sort of a slump for who knows how long, or yeah. not. But um, I, yeah, it's pr- kind of hard to say. But uh, a lot of people when they hear of Sweden, they think of this as a, like a socialist paradise almost. So I, I would assume people are at least getting helped if they get in trouble, right? They're, they don't end up on the street. Well, not yet, no. I mean, sure. And they're trying a different way with different unemployment benefits and all kinds of, like, there's, they're doing a lot of uh, stimulus programs of all kinds of, you know, uh, uh ways especially to help people so no i don't think people are going to end up on the streets but yeah a lot of people are losing their jobs uh, and uh, uh, that's uh, especially young people and uh, and so on so no i don't know yeah it's hard to say if it's more bad than in other countries or um yeah how's how's bit refill doing now is is everyone ordering from home with vouchers well, uh, we just uh, closed the, the month of March. Uh, uh, we're, we're doing okay. Uh, our travel gift cards are not selling so well these days. Um, <laughs> um, so, uh, but on the other hand, we're selling a little bit more of uh, the game uh, segments, uh, which makes sense, I guess. Um, That's a World uh, Health Organization advice now, right? Gaming is good. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, Bitcoin took a dive and so on. So, like, March wasn't a great month for us, but, like, we're, we're fine, uh, especially compared to how, how things are for a lot of people. Um, uh, we're fine. We're, we're not uh, planning any type of downsizing uh, yeah. <laughs> in any foreseeable future. How do you um, think Bitcoin is gonna fare under all of this? Do you do you think this is when it's gonna prove itself as a safe haven, or is it gonna fail? With I some- I always think that right. So you, you need to disclaim uh, that I, I I will I will think that everything is always good for Bitcoin. Um, 
but I think specifically, I think on the macro thing, like uh, with all of the governments printing money and trying to print similar amounts of money so that all currencies lose value at the same time, um, it becomes easier to explain the value of Bitcoin, that they can't just print more. Uh, and I, uh, I think it will do reasonably well. It has done reasonably well. Under the circumstances, I, I would say that it's done pretty fucking well <laughs> uh, to, to only drop uh, as much as it has. Um, but I also think, and this is my own personal hunch, is that I think that if a lot of people, if we're going to have a recession, uh, which I think is the reality, and a lot of people are going to lose their jobs and stuff like that, I think that there's going to be a lot bigger cash-based economy. You know, like people doing, I'm already noticing that uh, among some people that were, you know, I, I would have called it at least middle class <laughs> up until recently that suddenly, you know, your work is gone, your company is gone. <laughs> it's, it's not there anymore. And then, you know, people starting to do little jobs here and there, uh, you know, a little gig here, a project there, and so on. And, my hunch is that the cash-based economy is actually going to, to come back a little bit and become more politically accepted. Uh, that, you know, if uh, it's one thing, if, uh, uh, if uh, it's uh, like, uh, if it's the bottom of society doing it, uh, uh, then it, it can be looked down upon. But if it's like, you know, more than half of society and everybody knows somebody uh, who, who's, uh, uh, you know, participating in, in that, uh, to be clear, that the the connection you're seeing there is that basically it would be more of a black economy, a hustle economy. Yeah, uh, I think so. I mean, it already is. I mean, the gig economy is, uh, to my understanding, somewhat. Uh, it's like you're supposed to report your own taxes, but you know, do they? I don't know. Uh, I'm not the expert here. So, but my intuition is that we're going to see more of that. And yeah, I think that in such a world, uh, there is a case for uh, for Bitcoin. Well, especially as cash is as cash is disappearing, it's disappearing here a lot now with the virus. A lot of stores aren't accepting cash anymore, and I think in Sweden you were already there, basically, no? Yeah, the cash is very rare, but that's the thing. It's like I have a feeling it it might come back. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, but that's my uh, my own uh, guesstimate. Yeah. Do you have any Do you have any connections at your central bank? Because it's it's time to uh, give Satoshi this Nobel Prize, right? Well, right. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, why would a central bank give a prize to Satoshi? Okay. Um, actually, put in a good word for him. They actually are somewhat. Uh, they used to be at least active in the local crypto scene, like showing up to events and stuff. Uh, and they had this project for the electronic Krona, which I think they're still working on, but like they're working on it with Accenture. And, uh, right. it's, it's, probably nothing's going to come out of it, but uh, um, but they are like active and uh, I guess they, they have a lot of busy times these days. Yeah, but uh, they're, bu they're busy printing money. Yeah, well. I'm not even sure if they are printing so much money here. Uh, yeah. I don't really know what they're doing. Like the kind of interest rates are at zero anyway. And 
uh, yeah, they're trying in different ways, uh, like everywhere, I guess, to to get the economy circulating again and, and make sure the real estate market doesn't doesn't drop so that people don't end up uh, on the streets, stuff like that. Yeah. All right. Any final words before we make an end to this? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a good question. I mean, uh, uh, no, not really. I mean, I guess just that maybe my my perspective is probably not uh, not representative of uh, of the majority of uh, the citizens of this country. <laughs> I guess uh, should starting open and uh, open and close with that. Yeah. Um, well, and take. Uh, you're you're staying home. Is that your uh, policy or? Well, I mean, we closed the office uh, and so on, but most of us are remote anyway. But yeah, uh, we're we're working from home. Uh, but like now, we, we drove out to the to the country house and we went out for a walk and so on. And when we're home, we go out for walks and go to the stores and so on. Uh, you know, but uh, sometimes I have guests over, but not in big groups. And uh, yeah, something that that kind of traveling is right, Sergey. Thanks for uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for being on. Thank you too. Cheers. Cheers.